welcome back everyone to casual master quest i am going to be your host today Glenn houston uh along with my lovely co-host nick and tyler how you guys doing today i am tyler how's it going hi <laughs> i'm nick <laughs> otron 3000 <laughs> aloha but we're, we're on to the... episode 85 we're <laughs> only 15 away from 100 guys <laughs> Could we impersonate each other, Nick? Do you think? We no, could I do don't that think enough? I could. I I don't think I could do it long enough. You want to try five minutes? No, no, I really don't. <laughs> I feel like uh, we would derail each other really quickly. Like it would turn into passive aggra- uh, aggressive I, I backhands each other. I think so too. <laughs> I'm like League of Legends. What the fuck you say about League of Legends, son? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, on that note. How are you personally? Before we kind of get to uh, talking about video games, Nick, why don't you? Uh, how's your week been? Here you've been doing um, some uh, interesting stuff. See, it's it's okay. I'll I'll get to the interesting stuff, but it's good that I'm going first because um, I I don't know if it's the weather, and I'm not trying to bum anybody out, but I you know I'm not exactly trying to try to try to hide it. I'm just not doing super great, and there's no particular reason. Are you trying to impersonate me still or not? I, I'm not trying <laughs> no. to guess now. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Like, there's just really nothing going on, but it's like, you know, things are, you know, you know? It's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not chill, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, kind of maybe it's a little blue. Like, is it meh more? Yeah, it's more meh. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like, it It might be the first time I'm affected by uh, sad, seasonal affected disorder, affective yeah, disorder. It's, it's like you're experiencing yeah, a completely sad. different season than yeah. everyone else. Yeah, that's a real thing. It is. Um, they just totally make fun of Toby like in the office for it. So, <laughs> um, but beyond that, um, I've been I've been combating that by drowning myself in D and D prep. Because I'm I mean, help. that's a lot better than what else you could have been doing, I guess. Yes. Um, yes. Because I'm hosting my first campaign. Woo! Um, and so, what better way than to combat things that you don't want to confront by just hiding away from it and escaping into a different fantasy world? Right and creating a um, fantasy right. version of that for your players and yourself to overcome, right. symbolically um, defeating s- your own sadness. <laughs> so I can't give away too many details, just in case any of my friends happen to happen to read this, uh, or sorry, listen to this or watch this. But um, yeah, no, it's been fun. I bought a lot of the source books, uh, at least the main source books, the player's handbook, uh, the monster gu- monster manual, and then the dungeon master's guide. Also because it'll force me to actually read something. Um, so it's funny that you say that being somebody who's in college (laughs) yeah no I don't do any of my fucking readings Um, I still I still do fine in class I've gotten by in five and a half years without doing a lot of my readings I'll read when it's important well I mean Um, I'm also interested to find out how your group got together how did uh, you get these people together similarly interested in jumping into Dungeon Dragon for possibly the first time for some of them Uh, all of them actually so I started playing Dungeons and Dragons through Tyler um, last April, about. Um, so that yeah. campaign is still yeah. going, um, and then we started our own Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign um, sometime in September, October. Um, and so my one friend in the group who I've known since I moved here, uh, we've been friends. Essentially, we started at the same time. Um, I started talking to him about it, and that's forever. Telling him about my adventure and like how much fun I'm having. And essentially, with Dungeons and Dragons, it comes out to the DM, but you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can explore however, however you want. And then I guess he took that excitement to some of his friends that he has classes with because the friend group I'm DMing for, they're all in the same faculty. They're all in engineering oh, and, and 
so I don't see my friend a lot because it's just different schools, different schedules. Same yeah. school, but different faculties. So I guess he got them to do like a couple of one shots. Um, like there's a, like you know, there's a few bars here that do board games and tabletop RPGs, and then they have like uh, one of their DMs that hosts their one shots for some of the newer players. And so I brought up the idea. I told him, you know what, you guys are new. I'm relatively new. I'm like I'm experienced, but I'm still relatively new. I could probably maybe you got DM. a couple I'd, of battle scars. Yeah, like I could maybe DM for you, and it might be okay. He's like, all right, I'll ask them. He asked them. They're like, okay, cool. So we got it set up, and so heading out later tonight to get the oh, first session underway. Literally tonight. Literally tonight. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I'm so excited. That's really cool. Yeah. So I told them like at least every other week I'd like to like uh, um, meet up. Can you can you live tweet <laughs> your first Dungeons and Dragons session? <laughs> um, you know what? If they're you good enough, and they seem your, like <laughs> put your phone like on your shoulder or GoPro it somehow. Um, Just immediately streaming. <laughs> I mean, if they seem dedicated to the RP, honestly, we could bring it up. I could like get it set up. But anyways, um, so I told them yeah every other week four hours would be nice. Um, but this, because this is session zero, essentially, it'll be the first two hours setting up their character sheets. They, like, I've been working them with them throughout the week, making sure that they have at least a set of dice, uh, get their notepads and stuff, get all this shit ready, get your character, your races, and your history, so I can work get you into the world. dice ready? Get your dice ready. Um, yeah! <laughs> I tell you what, I've had a player in a campaign who, he, he is level 20, and he bought his player's handbook last week. Okay. So just consider yourself lucky if you have players who are like, yeah, I'll buy a player's handbook. You know, like, that's, that's <laughs> well, a good I mean, sign. So, like, a lot of these things you can find online, um, which yeah. is not to take anything away from, like, the, the artwork and the source material and how thorough it is. But um, that's part of why I bought the player's handbook. just handbooks. need money, man. Yeah, that's why part of why I bought the player's handbook specifically. Um, in case they wanted to look up anything while we're going along, or in case I forget something, um, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, like in the middle of a battle encounter, um, we can just wait till the turn swings around and somebody could use one of my books to look things up, or they could just look up things, right? Just so that, you know, we, we all get along with the same page. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be tonight. I have the world set up. The first two hours is going to be them making their character sheets and how things work, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That's my week. D&D. So, yeah, really so, cool. like I really haven't, because of, honestly, because of d and I haven't played any traditional video games. Or at least oh. not as much. Not as yeah. much, okay. You've cut it yeah. down a little bit. Now, here's another, here's a little fun fact about the player's handbook. As you know, D&D was released in 2015, 5th edition, after right. um, after being playtested for about year a year as D&D Next among the community. Um, when they released the book, the artwork that is held within has a larger percentage of people of color and women than it does just straight white cis dudes. Because they wanted from the very beginning to make sure that everybody knew that this game was for everybody. Right, it's kind of like um, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, because Magic very the Gathering, it, it's it's not even like the focus isn't even about on diversity. The focus is on people and there's so many people that play mm -hmm. these things and they want to make sure that you're as much a part of the world as uh, the world is a part of yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think the 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 picture on the fighter page, one of the most classically played things, is a black woman, and you're just like, right? Yes, yeah. she looks badass. Yeah. You know, anybody so. can be anything. So yeah. follow your dreams. Beautiful. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> Make well, awesome. your dreams come true. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I know that it's <laughs> been a sort of off week and stuff like that, but it's cool to hear that you're getting into something which could be potentially 
superbly bonding because that's all D's been for me is just bonding with people i now care very much about so that'll be fun a new journey yeah i'm excited cool man what about you tyler a new journey up to? well i mean speaking of D, you've been playing a lot yourself haven't you glenn oh so much D. always though like a group that kind of tends to be superbly inconsistent on how often they play D and D as of 2020 have kind of made it their own personal resolution to get together more often. Um, and that's a level 20 campaign. So, uh, it's been a lot of fun to kind of reconnect with those guys. And I'm learning as a DM, how to make a level 20 campaign challenging and interesting. Um, yeah. Cause 'cause I was was going to ask like, yeah, what does a level 20 campaign look like? You're just slaying demons and like gods and effectively like in the last session before they did any sort of uh, basically they were like, we want to play these players characters forever. Can we be like youngified or something? And because they wanted to literally go back in levels so they could continue playing their characters. And I was like, sure. So they like after they defeated Tiamat, you know, the chromatic dragon queen, uh, they got bit by Never these weird uh i forget what the creatures are called but they like they drink your blood but they were invisible and they were sent there by a wizard while they were sleeping to steal their blood not drink their blood and they stole their blood and used it in a ritual to create shadow clones of them and when they did that it also enacted a ritual that sent the whole party to the shadow fell and de-aged them so they were level one like teenagers in the shadow fell and uh they stayed there for like four or five days and then i was like Fuck this noise. They're going back because what's better than a relative time gap jump? So like they were there for four or five days in the Shadowfell. They came back. It had been seven years and those clone versions of them had fucked up the world wearing their skin. <laughs> so now they have to now they're going through like restoring their good name. They had like saved the world multiple times and now they're fixing things. And now the most interesting thing that's going on is that they are all that the shift of us versus the world is now they've had all this time to role play and build these characters and develop a personality then you create conflict within so they're having to deal with the choices they've made and how those conflict with each other because the world's not ending (laughs) anymore now we can deal with things that we may have issue with each other i think they've only got like one more one or two more shadow versions of them they call them evil blah evil blah my name is Evil Carl, you know, and then uh, yeah, so Evil Carl, the shift How in perspective. How do you know yeah. that I am evil? Maybe it's you with <laughs> oh, conflicting dilemmas. Evil Carl is I actually a real person, started. and his name is K H A R L, and he is a he's an half orc barbarian, Carl, twenty half orc barbarian, and he ended up his evil twin ended up hating that he was being used by the people that created him, so he left and cre- like lived a life of isolation and like swore an oath of peace and now is like they found him in a cave away from people so he couldn't be used anymore and yeah it was crazy they actually converted him using divine intervention and she he became a paladin of eldath oath of redemption so i wanted to present okay. you know it's not just that he's really strong and you have to beat the crap out of him he's willing to die he knows he's done wrong things he wants to be redeemed are you going to give him that option? And so they divine the intervention, Eldath there, and she was like, yeah, he can. his heart is pure. I'll protect him from Asmodeus. It was great. Or sorry, Mephistopheles. Yeah. Oh, Mephistopheles does not like them. Anyway, so a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, that's just one group, and then your group is really picking up. You guys have, it feels like every week, I never really know what you're going to do. Uh, I mean, don't worry, neither do we. <laughs> 
that's wonderful. It feels more like existing in a life than playing a game, you know? Yeah, so that's, that's cool. the that's the part that scares me. Like, um, yeah, and, and I've talked about this with the two of you. Like, I, I want to make sure that my players have options. But mm -hmm. the first, just the first little bit's going to be a little bit heavy-handed just so they get into the flow of things. Yeah. Um, but then if they... If they convince me to like no we don't want to do that fuck you we just want to like go around and destroy shit in town i'm like okay fine how do i make it challenging for you to do that yeah like how well, do i like just grand theft auto fucking yeah water so i can deep. only imagine tyler the amount of times where you you would or like any dm like the amount of times that you didn't plan for a scenario that the players force you into and you're like all right okay. what the fuck do i okay sh okay let's figure something out and i'm like that yeah. that's part that scares me now only because i haven't done you it you yeah. guys said fuck it. I'm not going into the dark woods anymore. Uh, you guys said fuck it. I'm gonna stay up all night and go hunting for explosive barrels hidden amongst the city. I had no plans for that. Uh, mostly, it's during the battles that you guys catch me off guard. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess uh, I didn't check that you had the spell. Uh, you know, druid. And it's like, oh, you can do that twice huh. now, Glenn. During one of Tyler's, like during two different battles that Tyler's presented to us, I've had to use the Pythagoras theorem to figure out whether my spells get hit because they were theorem? above me. Yeah. Oh yeah! In the last session <laughs> that I played too, we had to use the Pythagorean theorem three times to figure out if there was range for the spells. It was amazing. I was like, this is the, this is the first time in ten years I've used this fucking anything from my ge like geometry class. See, kids, school, math you know? is useful. Stay in school. Oh god, don't don't stay in school. Do what you want. <laughs> well, in that particular situation, they all had sub uh or level 60 spells or lower. Two of them could only swing in melee range. Level 6. And one of level 6. Oh, I thought you there said was 60 and I was like, "What?" Yeah. No, uh they they had range spells 60, up to sorry. 60 60 feet spells. Mm -hmm. And so this guy was flying, I think I said 65 feet in the air or some yeah. shit like that just, just to above the range. <laughs> <laughs> and he just could cast fireball this uh wizard so everybody was doing like crazy math algebra throughout the week and i'm like i think these guys are gonna die they can't do anything but and then here comes I, my I, character with pulling out uh, a fuzzy ball from a bag of tricks and i lobbed it at him and it turned into a, with baboon. a crossbow i believe <laughs> no i just whatever like yeah sure let's say with the crossbow this is weird this is months ago <gasps> i chucked it at him it turned into a, a baboon that attacked his face he lost concentration and fell <laughs> and like fucking snapped his back oh no dropping 60 feet <laughs> Ooh. yeah it, it, they nearly killed him right there at the spot it's like haha and also he sends oh, no. fucking abu at this motherfucker latches to his face he loses concentration snaps his back it's like Oh, I guess I shouldn't have been worried. Okay, cool. They're fine. You know, solve that problem. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you'll learn as a DM over time is just that that um, the yes and mentality of improv. And I think Tyler and I can both attest that your ability to say yes to things narratively will make every campaign you DM for better. Um, yes. So letting the players Usually. have agency, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If there's something that makes zero sense, don't be afraid to say no. But like, if you want to tune to four things, probably uh, not. That's one of the homebrews that I have. I uh, hate that level one characters and level twenty characters don't get more access to the ability to tune to more items. So I let at I think thirteen and seventeen or eighteen, you Just get give another two blessings slot. and shit. Then that they don't have to attune to. Oh yeah, I know. But like, I would much rather because they're at 
from 1 to 20, you're going to find so many cool things. And the last thing I want to do is it be like... It takes an hour. Well, yeah. technically two hours to switch. To so it's like... Yeah. Well, yeah, if but well, oh, some of those. I agree to disagree. We're we're just gonna duke this out. So <laughs> it's like, no, it's it's not. No, worth it's it. yeah, it's a homebrew rule. I I absolutely do, would never expect anybody else to do it, but you know, I also tend to overpower my players. So, and I'm totally aware of that. Uh, but personally, the only other things that have been going on for me, other than Dungeons and Dragons, are just trying to get this stupid router situation fixed. Spectrum is butts and. Long story short, they are taking, there's been three mistakes in getting us the proper equipment and uh, now we've got to wait until tomorrow and it sounds like they're actually going to credit us some money, which is kind of nice for all the trouble we've gone through. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, you know it. I'm, I'm actually pretty happy about the fact that they agreed to that, but yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's me. Tyler, I think we need to hear about how you, how, how has your week been since we last met together? It's been okay. I had to adult a little bit. I uh, went and got my eye exam done. Ooh. So I didn't, you know, uh, last or this week was the week to do it. And I was like, well, it's only been a couple of years. Do I really need to consider getting new glasses? And I checked, and the last time was in 2015. So it's been about five years. Yeah. And so I started worrying. I'm, I'm curious like, as to how much your prescription would have changed. Uh, don't you worry. I was about to get to Sorry, that, yeah. baby. No, it's okay. Because I was worried about that. I was like, man, it's been five years. Last time, I'm pretty sure I went up, uh, or, well, I changed 0.5 for the worse, which is uh, a pretty good number. Like, that's uh, considerably bad. And uh, I do have astigmatism versus, you know, just being nearsighted or farsighted. So if these suckers come off, I'm blind in every direction at this point. Oh, man. Uh, so... You know, uh, the anti-scratch surface on it is starting to come off, so it's starting to get kind of iffy. The uh, the frames are starting to get all worn off and whatnot. Like, I was like, man, I wonder if I can check to see what size... Because uh, they put the sizes on the inside of the glasses, like, for oh. length, width, and all that. That's long gone with huh. these suckers. Like, They've, like, rubbed off over time. Oh, yeah. So, I checked, and uh, after the exam, good news, they did get a little bit worse, but over five years, they got... 0.25 worse so oh cool the, so the, the doctor was like you you don't even need bad. to get new glasses if you didn't want to yeah oh wonderful so that's I, good i'm not it's not getting like exponentially or more you know multiplicatively added you know whatever are you gonna get like Additively. new frames uh, or new lenses just to kind of like help these ones since the anti-scratches go on and stuff or oh glenn buddy i discovered a whole new world and it was so exciting uh the answer to that question is yes Okay. At the Walmart, I did, you know, it was kind of pricey, actually. I told him, you know, I pointed out, it's like something similar to what I have now, but it's like, I want anti-glare, I want UV protection, you know, uh, stop blue light from coming through and all that stuff, and uh, I got, you know, a new pair. It's going to be coming in in a, I think they said 10 days, and I said, you know what, uh, could you give me my prescription in physical form? And Because I was curious, I remember somebody mentioning you can buy glasses online, mm -hmm. and it turns out... Oh, you can. You can buy so much shit online. And it was super duper exciting. Is it cheaper than doing it in like the actual store? So at the store, yes, first off. But in the store, usually you can use uh, vision insurance and all that stuff. Versus, mm -hmm. you know, if you try to buy something online that's going to be made over in China that they aren't sure about, they're probably not going to insure it. So, uh,. For example, I believe the glasses I bought were around 150 total, 
which is, you know, kind of pricey, but for something that's going to last me for five years, you know, take it or leave it. It's going to make my life a lot easier. I went online and I bought two pairs of glasses. I wanted to go once I would like to wear and then a second pair. It's like, how cheap can I go? But they're still functional. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to, I believe it's called Zenny. Uh, it's like Zenny Optical or something like that is uh, the website. And I managed to get a nice pair of uh, prescription glasses, lenses and everything for, I believe, totaled out $48. What? With, I'm pretty sure, almost the exact same thing that are on these glasses. But wow. they had a lot more customization. Nick, okay, you had so, some. Yeah. Doing the, yeah, yeah, so hear me out. Um, yep. I'm not. I'm not gonna take any power away from anybody to buy whatever they want online. I just personally, I could not imagine buying glasses as well as certain items of clothing online because I wouldn't know how they would fit or how they would like feel. So I, so like what? So the best thing for me if I had to buy glasses online would be go and find a pair, try them on in store, make sure they look good, and then buy them. Ah, yeah. okay. and that's something else you can also do. They do sell some brands. You know, at I went to a Walmart Vision Center. Right. So, you know, they have the basic stuff, and it turns out you can buy that online just as well. Mm. And uh, it's kind of weird that, the, you know, you can buy it for a lot cheaper than what Walmart sells, but as it turns out, uh, there's something from a uh, Netflix series. Well, it was Netflix series. It's not owned by Netflix. called Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, one of the thing, things that they did was, uh, well, one of the topics was Vision. Where it turns out that one company owns like 90% of all yeah. the brands and whatnot that is being uh, done and they can jack up the price yeah. to what kind they of, want. Yeah, it's kind of like with the, um, cigarettes as well. Yeah, yeah, Marlboro. And so I was able to buy a pair. Uh, I decided I'm going to, I don't know which direction I'm going to go with each one, but I wanted to buy a pair for work and maybe like a pair for here, maybe for home use or whatnot. That way I can let one get scratched up. But I realized that the pair that I bought online for $48 has a completely rainbow frame. And I think I might want to save it for this here instead. And they're they're going to be completely functional. So if I can wear that for the podcast, that, that'd be fucking funny as shit. Oh my God, that's and amazing. So, so all that for $48 with everything I want, with the anti-glare and all that stuff on there. We'll see how well it turns out. Uh, the second pair... Uh, I think it was only like eight bucks plus like five bucks shifting or shipping. Just a regular pair of, uh, you know, red frame glasses. Just, you know, they're a little eccentric looking, but they're basic. They have my stuff. And I want to see how does an $8 pair of glasses compare to the 150 that I get. Right. So in the next few weeks, I'll get those glasses coming in and we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Like, like from like accessories are one of the few things that I ever get excited about when I'm shopping, especially because glasses have now become such an integral integral part of my identity. Um, right. I've been Same. wearing them since I was like uh, fucking thirteen. No, yeah, no, since I was eight. Um, so, me without glasses, I I, I look like a lemming. Um, and they, I mean, I look like a thug because I got so much <laughs> eye sh like from sleeplessness. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I do this and I look like I'm getting ready to murder somebody or going to do coke. Can I tell you two maybe whimsical stories about glasses? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure yes. that it was okay. You're the host. One of them is, you may get mad at me. I, when I was growing up, thought that glasses were cool because my mom wore them, my dad wore them, my brother has what a lazy the fuck, eye. Glenn? That's, that's and, fucked up. And he, no, that's not the fucked up thing. <laughs> he, my brother is legally blind in his right eye. So, like, glasses were always in the family. And um, I faked my eye exam so I could get glasses. How old were you? I was, like, eight. Okay. So, sure. anyway, 
another fun thing, and this one's more like, aw, is my younger brother, like I said, had, we didn't know why, growing up he just tripped on everything, stuff that wasn't there, and we, my parents were just like, I don't know what's wrong, and then, ding, 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 parent award, they went, let's send him to the eye doctor when he's like four, right? And he goes in, he gets these crazy prescription, like high prescription glasses, and, um... When they were driving home from the eye doctor, my brother was just like sitting in the backseat, just like, just wide-eyed, open mouth, staring out at the window. And he was short enough that it was, he was maybe seeing the tops of trees and houses and stuff. My mom was like, are you okay, honey? He goes, so that's what clouds look like. <laughs> and so my mom was like, she's like, in that moment, I almost cried. And I was like, you should have. You let him trip over his own feet for four years. And... <laughs> Anyway, he's four years old. You make it sound like he jumped out of the wound trying to tap dance and then slipped on a <laughs> banana peel. Come on. <laughs> oh, the kid tripped over everything. I can't just. I Some can't. kids are clumsy. My uh, The amount of times my sister fell out of a chair sitting for no reason. She wasn't doing anything. She just fell out of a chair. Um, kids are clumsy and she's got perfect vision. So it's just something to their credit. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that was pretty much it for my week. Wonderful. So now we get to do the thing that we do so well. Talk do about we? video games we? that we've been playing. <laughs> I think we do a wonder go- wonderful job at talking about video games. Well, I, 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 I'm glad you you think so. I mean, that's the purpose of the show is to be good at talking about video games. Uh, yeah. We're passionate. We- <laughs> good is like a different like you know, frame of reference, though. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to you know, the, go that far. Well, we, I, we do the deepest dives. Oh, absolutely. Deep dives. And I think that's what people like. I mean, when it comes down to it, if they don't like our personalities, they don't care what we have to say. So as long as we people keep coming back, then we're, no do, we're doing good enough job to keep people coming back. And I think that's, you know, kind of what matters. But we always seem we to do a like good to enough job for games. me to keep coming back every week. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but it, uh, there is a game on our list this week other than the ones that are normal, like League and Stardew and stuff that two of us have played. And uh, that game is Outer Worlds, which I am in love with. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, um, It's a little awkward, Glenn. Um, I I guess with a burning passion. No, no. Have you heard of the game known as Overwatch? So, oh, is that is that Overwatch? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. It might have been just because it's been a while since I put it on this list. But uh, O W is Overwatch. O W Overwatch is one word. Why is it O W? Because I've been lazy to type the whole thing out. Uh, people have done also, owl for Overwatch League. Well, why don't you tell uh, us Overwatch about League, Overwatch, so. Nick? <laughs> tell us about Overwatch. Well, this is awkward. Sorry, Glenn. Um, um, Overwatch, uh, I've been... So, Overwatch introduced a system a few months ago called Roll Queue. So, it used to be where you could just go in and pick either support defense, uh, support tanks, or attack. And it could be any combination, any number of either of those roles. And so they introduced role queue sometime, I want to say in October, maybe September um, yeah, last year. Pretty mixed reviews on it, right? Um, yeah, and it's it's okay now. Things are stabilized. Um, so it locks all teams uh, into two tanks, two uh, DPS, and two support. Um, and there are separate queues for each. Um, and usually... It's there's a three minute difference uh, in the wait times between def- uh, tank and support and DPS. So Which usually, one's the fastest? Uh, tank and uh, support. So usually at any given moment, uh, the wait time for tank and support is about two or three minutes. 
um, or less than. Uh, for mm. DPS, I've seen it go from five to seven. Right. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like I, it's, it makes sense. I'm not. Um, I'm not against it. Like people only ever want to just you know frag out. They just want to pop off. They just want to like kill all the things. So you know if you I'm if there's ADC, so many people, I understand that. <laughs> so if there's so many people who want to do that, you might as well wait for it. Um, <laughs> so what I've been doing is um, and okay, and I'm gonna openly admit um, to anybody who I usually play with and who might be listening, um, I've been yeah. dodging everybody. Um, by just signing into Battle.net offline and playing Overwatch online because I don't want to deal with people asking me to play because why I'm playing Overwatch is I'll queue myself up for a DPS game and then I'll work on D&D stuff. That's what I've done this week oh. because it's like such a long wait. Up. Yeah, so then at least like I could feel because I right now I'm in that zone where there's really nothing super exciting for me in video games currently until I pick up something new. I still eventually want to finish uh, Kakarot, but right now because this D&D thing's starting up and I had to get like all this groundwork done, and I'm like, I just want to yeah. play something still, but I don't want to like dedicate uh, to like anything that's gonna like take away all of my concentration. So I'm like, let's just yeah, hop in totally a queue. Makes sense. Yeah, let's just yeah. hop in a queue. I, I guess the equivalent is uh, the uh, um, the current like WoW Classic AV Honor queues. People just sitting oh there God. for like 30, 40 minutes, and then they're just well, doing something else. That's that's how that's I play with my friend. Not even just <laughs> with the queues anymore. People are getting exalted with Alterac Valley, sitting in games and doing nothing. Because even if you don't kill yeah. someone or it, achieve an objective, yep. you get you get uh, all the bonus honor that your team gets. Yeah. So, um, that's a problem. So, um, yeah, like I played one or two days with my friend because he was, he was, we were doing essentially the same thing. While he was waiting for his AVQ to pop, he would play Overwatch. And while I'm waiting for the cues to pop for me for Overwatch, it's only a few minutes. I'm working on D&D stuff just in I between. Mean, feels like so to me. Yeah. Um, and also it's like uh, the Lunar New Year event. So I'm just, and they have like weekly challenges to earn like new skins that you can't buy so you can only earn them by winning nine games um throughout a week which is not too bad um no. i'm just avoiding comp overwatch like the plague because that's a whole other level of mental exhaustion and i'm just not ready to be surrounded by a bunch of fucking idiots that's it because i take <laughs> comp overwatch way too seriously and i think i'm way better than i should be which i am in support but in other roles, I think I'm way better than I should be. And it just frustrates me because nobody's doing anything that I want them to do and they don't listen to me. And I'm just like, let's just remove that toxicity from my life. Go into quick play and just have a good time. Who cares about winning or losing? I'm just going to play like how I want to. Heck yeah. That's some short-term narcissism right there. I'm well aware of it. At least I'm self-aware of that narcissism. In support, I am better like I said, than where I should like, yeah. be. In you're support, in that, I am better where than mode. I should be. But in DPS, uh, I feel like I'm... I think that I'm better than I am, but if that's not true. Tank, I'm okay, but I just don't end up placing where I want to be, and that frustrates me. And cr grinding Overwatch rank is is always it's always been arduous, and I don't want to subject myself to that or the frustrations. So I just go into quickly. There, wonderful, easy enough, wonderful. Yeah, and that's that between D and D and that. That's all you've really been able to kind of get in this week. Then. Yeah, that, and then schoolwork. Uh, things are not busy. Uh, but I've just been a busy week, just like a one-off week, just because I think some deadlines uh, like clashed. So just taking care of some schoolwork at the same time too. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's just been nice. me, just Overwatch. That's great. Glenn, you've also been playing Overwatch? Uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote mine all the way out. So. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm making a joke on a joke. Okay. No, it's it's wonderful. I don't I don't I don't have issue with it. Um, You're wonderful. I've been playing more Outer Worlds. Uh, 
I still love it. I think it's such a fun game. It's so cleverly packaged and presented. Uh, I, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Uh, that Stardew, WoW Classic. You guys know the the game on both of those other two things. Uh, the biggest the one game, I'm really the movie. Excited. Yeah, you know all the stuff. The animated to, series. I don't have to explain more about Stardew and WoW Classic. I raid and I have a farm. But um, the big thing is journey to a something planet. What is it? Journey to a Savage Planet. Uh, Journey to a Savage Planet is going to be... I'm going to be playing the heck out of it this next week. So next week, I can talk about it. So I'm really, really excited about that. I've even got it downloaded and everything. So I'm going to start playing it here probably maybe today. Uh, So I'm super stoked. Um, Hell yeah. Tyler, what have you been up... I I mean, I've been getting little updates via your Twitter feed about some of the things you've been doing, but... Oh, I'm just an angry little man this week. Uh... (laughs) Much like you, Glenn, you have a game downloaded that is new. Hopefully you'll be able to get into and talk about it next week. I, too, have the same thing with Warforged. I was hoping to put some time in uh, Warcraft 3 Warforged uh, this week, but it turns... uh, Sorry, Reforged. (laughs) I guess Warforged makes sense, but uh, (laughs) I didn't have time to play that this week, so I'm going to give my full dedication to it next week. Uh, Because the games I want to focus on are PC or console-based, that isn't the Switch. I haven't been able to play as much on my Switch time out and about. Mm -hmm. I did get some Final Fantasy VII in, uh, thanks to Nick in the chat. That's his full name now, Nick in the chat. <laughs> like, I, I, I want like a, a cool looking name, uh, like written out how that actually is pronounced. But uh, he gave me a Final Fantasy VII slash Final Fantasy VIII remastered combo that I've been trying to play in the Switch, and I'm having a good time. But at the same time, it's like I'm trying to avoid playing too much Seven just in case I get burnt out when the uh, remastered version comes out. Mm-hmm. But that's not for another three months, because I, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I made the mistake one time before with uh, Wind Waker, when Wind Waker HD was coming out for the Wii U. I decided the you know, in excitement to play Wind Waker HD coming out, I decided to play Wind Waker for the GameCube. And I spent so much time playing it, and I loved it so much, that I ended up doing a 100% run through of the damn game. And so I played the game to utter completion, and I was like, oh... <laughs> That's going to be the exact same thing, except in better graphics on the Wii U. Shit, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm avoiding trying to do that for Final Fantasy VII, so I don't get like burnt out trying to get the you know the the remastered version. And it should be a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got about maybe four or five hours into Final Fantasy VII, enjoying it. There's a cl- couple of cool uh, you know quirks that they offered. Thank you to Square Enix or whoever did you know the porting proper on that. Like, they introduced the ability to do three times play, so it goes triple speed at everything if you wanted to, so you can just say screw it and just burn through it. There's an option to where there's... You uh, don't have to watch the cutscenes, or at least you watch them faster. (laughs) Right. And there's a weird button where if you push it, you have infinite health, mana, and your limits uh, instantly pop up, which is... Wow. You know, that's a game shark code at that point. Is that called God Mode? <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a button on the right console that just says God mode. It might as well be God mode. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's you know that that's quadruple speed at that point because I'm just gonna murder through <laughs> monsters like. And so whenever I'm grinding, I'm like, fuck it, God mode. Problem is though, uh, it you can't pick infinite health, infinite mana, or the limit thing. You get all three. Uh, and the limit thing is annoying because uh, you can't attack instead of doing your special ability in that game. So 
Uh, the reason why I say it's a problem is uh, some of those limits actually don't do damage. So right now I'm at the part where I was with uh, Cloud and Eris. Eris, uh, her two limit breaks that she learns that early in the game, one heals the party and the other one does status effects on the enemy. So if I have that on, it means only Cloud is attacking that entire time, which you know, kind of speeds it up, but not really, but it's okay. I'm enjoying it, having some appreciation for it. I thought I was like, the plan originally was to play Final Fantasy VIII instead and uh, <laughs> just level up maybe like five levels ahead of the enemy and just be done with it and just kind of you know, beat them out of the way. But I l remembered something about Final Fantasy VIII. They scale the enemies to your level. So it doesn't matter if you grind. They're still going to be hard or otherwise annoying. So it's like, you know, I spent two hours grinding up. I'm like, why are these enemies hitting harder? And then, you know, the thought came in my head. I'm like, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you, Square Enix. That's not the first time you're going to hear that this uh, episode either. <laughs> but yes, uh, last week I talked about it a little bit. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC came out. I've played the entirety of the Remind DLC. I completed it. Uh, it was, in fact, pretty much a run through of the final section of the game, uh, except you had different options where you get to play as different characters, which was kind of cool. It's like instead of being sore 100% of the time, it's like, hey, you want to try Riku? I'm like, sure, why the fuck not? And, you, uh, and there's a couple of moments where it's like, this is what's happening behind the scenes while Sora's fighting the final boss. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll work with this. It looks pretty cool. There was a, a moment where I was playing as, I was controlling, I believe, eight different Keyblade Masters versus like 10, you know, evil bad guys at the same time. It was like, what the fuck is That's going wicked. on? How, how do you control this? And it's like, you'll start button mashing and then you'll see that it's time to switch over to the next guy. And it's it like, it starts rotating around as the chaos is happening. And then it hits a certain point to where you control five people outside as an offensive. And then you got uh, three people in the center doing defensive moves. And you got to alternate, you know, figuring out when to time your attacks and when to defend yourself. That was pretty cool. I'll work with that. That was never seen before in, you know, in a Kingdom Hearts game. So I'll give it a little credit. And then there's like a moment where they tried to make it all like touching. Like, you must be strong to continue. You got King Mickey going... Oh, fuck! And, you know, every time he, like, falls down and he's trying to go forward to this door to save his friends and shit, and it was really dramatic, but then super fucking corny. But 18-year-old <laughs> me would be feeling like, Oh, Mickey, my, my baby, please step forward. <laughs> and completed it. Didn't explain anything. So you got it no not new explain. actual story? Uh, there's actual story, but the problem with that is uh, they told most of the actual story in the trailer for the DLC. So it's like, yeah, anybody that pretty much looked at the trailer that, you know, teased what this DLC was pretty much got everything that they needed. Wonderful. And those are my favorite type of movies. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sora's going to go. I, what looks like a completely new franchise. Uh, the world ends. Well, not new, but an old franchise. The Square is called the world ends with you. Okay. Which uh, is a game that came out for the 3DS and then it got re-released for the Switch recently. And so Sora's in the real world now and uh, somewhere in Shibuya, Japan. Shibuya, yeah, yeah. Shibuya, roll call. Sorry. Shibuya. Which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's like Sonic going from like, you know, his happy little world over on, you know, I forgot what the name of the island is, but 
going from there to like the middle of fucking New York or Chicago, wherever he does in that one animated series, and that was interesting. Or I guess you know the new Sonic movie. Heads up. But uh, then it released something called, I think it was called Super Limit or something like that. Uh, I forgot. I, I typed it in the uh, the channel, but it's basically like an add-on after that. And I'm like, you know, you completed Remind DLC. I'm like, thank fucking God. A new chapter has been opened. I'm like, the, f the, f the fuck? And so I click and I'm like, holy shit. For the first time in this entire game, I see a Final Fantasy character. It's like I'll work with you here. I'm 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 back fucking in. All right. You know, this is this is Kingdom Hearts Disney times you know Final Fantasy. Here's the Final Fantasy. Well, there's actually like four characters that you interact with that have one sentences uh, during this whole thing. So it's like okay, and and they were like, we found Sora. He was disappeared, <laughs> but he came back. A year has passed. I'm like a year. Okay, so a year has passed. And they're like, where's Sora? He's in the internet. What the fuck is He's going on here? in the internet? And they're like, well, technically, this is only the data of Sora we found. And it's, there's a bunch of Organization 13, which is the bad guys of Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh -huh. uh, their, their data is also in there. So it looks like the only way we're going to be able to access this to figure out the truth is by having data Sora fight all the Organization 13 data. And so I'm like... Okay, so I'm still playing to Sora, but this is like fake internet Sora. Okay, I'll, I'll, like at this point, I like I start to get disenfranchised from Ralph this entire idea completely. <laughs> he, he's in this game actually uh, as a summon. Why? Uh, yeah. The problem is though, I went. I there's like eight or nine bosses that you can fight. I'm guessing thirteen because the organization. But I fight the first guy. He blows me up in two shots. It's like instant murder. I'm like, what the fuck is going on and i look it up and they're like oh yeah yeah we highly recommend that you're level 99 before you take on this challenge so i'm like i'm not 99 what am i at and i look and i'm like i'm at level 35 i'm like oh that that explains a lot you know so know. it's like wait so it took two it, hits to demolish you from 99 uh, for like a level 99 challenge but you were level 35 yes that boss ain't shit i bet you could get to level 60 and figure out a way to dark souls that bitch i <laughs> agree the problem is, though, once I get a challenge and I get told that I'm way too undercut, I want to do, like, a, a Rocky movie montage to turn into, like, the biggest, baddest thing. And so I I got the level 99 just, like, an uh, hour and a half ago. And it's like, we highly recommend getting the Ultima uh, weapon, which is the best Keyblade in every single Kingdom Hearts game. And I look it up, and I start doing it, but then I look, and I'm like... Yeah, all this shit sucks that you have to do. It's like, there's one that's like, you need seven pieces called Orc... Uh, I don't know how you... Glenn, you know this better than everybody. Orchalcum? Orchalcum? Sure, Orchalcum. Uh, plus. And there's only seven of them, of them in the entire game, and you need all seven. And, you know, stupid stuff like, hey, search for 80 Mickey emblems across the entire game and take a picture of them. I'm like, that sounds like Korok seeds. No. And the other one's like, search for the hidden treasures amongst, you know, Elsa's frozen slide game. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, put a postcard in and get a 1% chance of having it be mailed to you as a prize. Oh, no. It's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. That sounds like bullshit. It's like, yeah. do I spend, you know, an extra 10, 15 hours to, you know, get this weapon? The answer is no. <laughs> no, I won't. 
and there's other things I can do that like you can get strength boost you can get magic boost and all that stuff you can grind that by killing enemies but then it's like it's gonna take at least 15 20 hours just to you know get myself up to anything decent it's like I decided to say fuck it to all of that I have a good keyblade now I upgraded it to max you know it, it was very easy to do as it turns out got myself to 99 let's do this shit limit cut I believe is called the episode and I said fuck it let's take on this little chapter and I can't. Why? So in order to access the limit cut, you need to have a save file that was migrated from the Remind DLC. So what, what? happened was, last episode, I had a problem getting access to Remind because I needed to have a, DLC, or a save file that beat um, the game. Yeah. Which I moved over and I was able to access that DLC. When I beat the Remind DLC, it gave me a save file that then I can use for the limit cut. So in order to do this again, I gotta beat the Remind DLC with my new 99 character for that to be accepted into the Limit Cut DLC. And that was six, seven hours of play. And you've already go bought this and played through the content and it won't I let you I beat now. that entire thing and it won't let me go to the new one because I've already done it, but since my character was way too fucking low, I had to play through the DLC again just to get to the second part of the DLC. Even oh, though it's separate. No. You know what that sounds I like, Tyler? That. Do you hear that? What does that sound like? Do you hear that sound? No. It sounds like what, it's time for you to fucking put down Remind and play Warcraft 3 Reforged. Thanks, Square Enix. Thanks <sighs> for charging me 30 fucking dollars to gatekeep me from my own DLC that I've already gotten to because you made it so fucking hard. I had to backtrack the get good, essentially, and grind, only to make me have to play through a DLC I've already done just to get to the hard stuff again. And I have no idea if I'm going to still get curb stomped. You know how frustrating that would be if I still died in two hits? Oh, just man. comically. Because if the enemies yeah, scale no. to you... Not in this one. They're just tough. They're all set to 99 in this final section. It's like, or I can go to YouTube and just watch the final fucking you know, cutscene or whatever the hell it is. Because honestly, I don't care that much anymore. That's my mm. review. Fuck you, Square Enix. Anyways, yeah, that was it for my games this week. Okay. Well, I'm oh, sorry uh, you I didn't can't have wait for a Final Fantasy that, 7. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you're a fan of the series and it sucks to hear that you didn't enjoy it. That's all. So, let's anyway, go. Let's let's, yeah, go, let's on. go to the like I wanted to say something but then I like I blue screened when I was thinking of like searching for happy memories with Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> when you I can I can tell you one. When it came out and you finished it and didn't have to touch it again until the DLC. That was a happy time, wasn't it? That a was a fucking time. happy time. I was happy with it. It's like, oh, you, there's stuff that you can do after you beat the game. I'm like, peace. I peaced out. Guess what I end up doing because of this DLC? I had to go backtrack and do some of the stuff I did post-game. Peace. <sighs> yeah, I'm peacing the second time. I yeah. 30 well, fucking dollars for this shit. Yeah. If it was like 15 bucks, I'm sure it would have felt a lot more believable, you know, as a as a price point, it sounds like. If I if it was fifteen dollars, that means I could buy fifteen dollars of toilet paper to wipe all the shit I just had to get smacked with. <laughs> okay, but so, yes. but but Tyler, how do you really feel? That is a I think Kingdom question. Hearts three had two big questions in the game at the end. Two big questions. The first one is, what's going to happen with Sora? Because something happens with Sora. You know, for anybody that hasn't completed the game, you know, you like. Something happens to Sora. That's not spoilers. It's just something happened. I want the answer to that. And we kind of know. 
The second thing is, which they talk about in the beginning of this game, as well as like the last two games, there's a black box. The fuck is in the black box? That's all I wanted to know. They do not answer this, uh, those questions because they want people to keep, you know, what's in, what's in the box? You know, they want to keep Metal Gear Solid asking, you know, why is Snake in the box? Turns out it's Solid Snake. Solid Snake's actually the real, Solid you know, Xehanort to this game. I'm already half Xehanort, Hadakan. But they don't answer that. I thought this DLC was going to answer that, but instead they're like, you know, here's a couple of half questions just to keep you tied over. It's like, I don't want half questions. I want some fucking answers. Maybe we'll give it to you if you... No! What happens <laughs> if you pay $30 and do... No! Just answer it in the main fucking game. But no, uh, we'll, I'll wait another two and a half years. I'll wait for those questions to get answered. And then it turns out that they're completely trivial and it's not a big deal. And But hey, there's three more questions. What the fuck happened to, you know, Mickey's childhood? I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's a made-up question. I but I'm know. sure, you know, it, it, if Mickey's childhood can be unlocked for $30, by God, you know there's people that's going to buy it. Oh, buy yeah. Mickey's childhood back. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but, it was kind of half-explained in one of the worlds of Kingdom Hearts 2 because you do play uh, when he's riding the tugboat in black and white. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. You're throwing me off now. Um, no, it's okay. I, I'm a rabid bulldog at I, this point. Just, yeah, you're so fucking passionate. It's crazy sometimes. <laughs> passionate is a very interesting word for my fury with some of these situations. It, because you're right, Glenn. It is a game that I do, in fact, love. Yeah. Uh, the series, maybe not the game, but I do enjoy the Kingdom Hearts lore. I got into it. And they, like, reading all the guides and the books and stuff, everything got explained in each game that they, you know, were encompassed. The first one is, why is there heartless? That gets explained in the first game. The second game is, what the fuck is, you know, Organization 13? Why am I playing as a different character in the beginning of the second game? That all gets explained in the second game. There's a couple of questions, but they're not really that important to, you know, make you think really hard. Hmm. But then there, between the second game and the third game, there's like five different fucking games they put on, you know, mobile platform or uh, handhelds and all that stuff. To, to just try to psych you up with all these questions. And people are like, finally, Kingdom Hearts 3, everything will get... No, it doesn't! <laughs> it doesn't yeah which sucks and i'm sorry for um but do you guys now i know the last two weeks we've kind of missed our topic do we even want to touch the tangent more chest this week at the risk of ironically delaying are, are you, are you, talking are you about scared it again? glenn i'm not scared i just wonder if you know i i think you scared oh i'm not scared i don't get scared. okay glenn, glenn just uh say yes or no we're gonna vote on this right here and now I mean, I agree. Vote on it. I I would like to talk. About <laughs> I, it. I don't want to agree with the vote. I, I'll tell you. Do you want to do tangent? I would like to, if we are, put a hard limit on the time that we can spend talking about it, so we can get to the topic. Is that a yes? I agree. Yes. Yes. With conditions. Yes. Tangent. Okay. Uh, well, it sounds like you both said yes. I was gonna say yes, so we're doing <laughs> fucking doing it. Okay. Glenn, Nick, uh, I want you to roll a random number between one and eighty-five. Oh, God. And uh, let me know what you guys and get. I, can, I can't do it in this call's chat. I have to do it in the other chat, right? I always forget. You have to do it in the same cute chat, yep. Yeah. Uh, Once again, 58. We prepare, like, 58? Excellent. Did it not work? Exclamation mark. Oh, exclamation mark. And I got a 63. Excellent. So, the two words are lollipop and cumulonimbus clouds. 
Ooh, so what if? Okay, no, uh -oh. go on, Tyler. No, 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 you, 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 hit, you got struck by lightning, maybe by a cumulonimbus cloud. What, Yay, what if he knows what they are? What if they, what if they condense cotton candy into lollipops? Because cotton candy is just essentially sugar that spun around so quick, uh, like there's air buildup, uh, and then you know it becomes like poofy and like there's it's yeah. very airy and light and it's big. So what if they took all of that and then just condensed it into a lollipop? I mean, it's both sugar, so isn't that technically the same, just in different forms, like ice versus vapor? Well, no, a lollipop it usually has uh, more flavorings and a few other things, but cotton candy is just pure sugar, so this would just be like a pure sugar. So you sugar. just want a, a sugar stick? Just Yeah, mm. but like in a lollipop form. I mean, that it, mm. wouldn't that just be a cotton candy flavored lollipop then? No, but this would be a true cotton candy lollipop. Oh, a true, oh, the man. true Scotsman argument. Okay, it's, you're not a true <laughs> cotton candy lollipop. <laughs> it's not just merely a lollipop with cotton candy flavoring or just sugar. It's actual cotton candy that's been turned Impressed into a lollipop. cotton candy, yeah. Yeah. So my big question is, uh, this is my first thought, was what would uh, the damage be like if there was cumulonimbus clouds, kind of like Timefall from... Uh, I was about to say Stranger Things, Strength of Things, but uh, Death Stranding, where it there's it just rains lollipops, like heavy ass <laughs> lollipops. How much damage do you think that would do? Well, it'd be D &D. it'd be just like hail. Yeah, I mean, I, lollipops are pretty big, but they're also fragile. Yeah, like hail is pretty condensed. So it's like, do you think it would do that much damage? Yeah, but I think. Yeah, but falling from that height, anything would do enough damage. Like uh, there was a there was an episode of uh, fucking CSI Miami, um, where this woman was just walking in a park and then she died because of something that fell out of the sky. Turns out it was like a bit of water that leaked out of an airplane that froze over into a chunk of ice and then fell down short. And it, like it struck her so hard oh, she died short. It's a little far fetched. The it's, blue ice situation. Yes, the blue. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh, the toilet water. That's the, what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was toilet water. The so, fucking the special <laughs> antiseptic that leaked from the tank and fell. And sure, like yeah, sure, it's a little far fetched, but Wait. I mean, gravity holds true because um, as it's gravity is a constant force on anything falling, and that velocity is just going to constantly increase. So depending on how high these are, it won't. The, There's a terminal velocity that's the fastest that it can reach. Listen, stop trying to apply logic, Glenn. I'm trying to make my point. I mean, it's actually a D&D &D rule, so I did not learn that from science. <laughs> Terminal velocity, oh, the most amount of damage a falling a creature second. can take is 20d6 damage, but you cannot take more as eventually you will hit a maximum velocity and you cannot speed up anymore. God damn it, but science. <laughs> play Dungeons and Dragons for that one. <laughs> no, I so hypothetically, in that sense, Glenn, does that mean if, let's say you have 121 health, you know, uh, 20d6 is 120, that's max damage. If you have 121 health and you jump from like the the airship at the highest, it means you could not die. Yeah, but you'd be like I think depending on the DM, you'd, you'd essentially ODST be useless. Baby. Oh, you might break your leg or something. You know, like you oh, might you might, might like you'd shatter in, your leg. Well, yeah, like just explode. Like you I'm pretty sure you shatter wise. everything. But also you remember, like to these guys level characters that are that strong that have over 100 hit points 120 or higher they're super think of your average commoner has 10 hit points so like right they're gonna be able to jump they out fall of 20 feet they're dead fall off dragons yeah exactly so it makes sense to to an extent you know 
Bye. Can you imagine, like, the best tactic of the fight somebody is by jumping off at max distance so you can do 20d6 bludgeoning damage to them by landing on them? And also simultaneously <laughs> take it yourself. <laughs> that's a, a true, true, true kamikaze tactic against BBG. Just a raging barbarian jumps out so they take <laughs> half damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of games that had lollipops in it. Two of them come in mind. The first one is Kirby. Kirby had lollipops to heal you, essentially, amongst other candies. And then there's Lollipop Chainsaw, which is a very, very, very unique game. For me, specifically. Isn't Lollipop is Chainsaw uh, the one where you're a scantily clad woman running around with the chainsaw? With the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, I believe with uh, your ex-boyfriend's head attached to your hip or something like that. Nice. The reason why it, it throws me off is because uh, before that... The, the voice actor that plays this lady, you know, she's saying all sorts of very, very risque shit. And uh, this is the same voice actor that came to my uh, 2011 favorite animated series, My Little Pony, as Twilight Sparkle. Wait, is so that here in the same. Strong? Yes, Tara, Tara Strong is the She's voice actor. I, I love her too, but when all you hear is this innocent, you know, unicorn doing stuff, and all of a sudden you like hear the same voice going, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck that zombie." Come here, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, as I can see, that really fed into your brownie smut. I, I beg your pardon, sir. <laughs> so, anyways, whoa. I really like. Say he's I really wrong. like clouds. Say he's wrong. Is I, I, I really was like. <laughs> That was like Orochimaru versus Four Tails Naruto, where he summons the three demon gates. That's how defensive I got right there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like Cumulo Nimbus Clouds because I really, 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 really love Thunder and Lightning. Um, I'm and just mostly story. happy that you both know what Cumulo Nimbus Clouds are. I yeah, I learned something in school from I I, I retain some things. Um, it, this is a story I don't know if I've ever told on the show. But there was a time when I was like 15. I was in, um, I was living in, uh, I was on summer in India, and my dad and my dad's sister, they have um, in like in a in a building, they have two apartments side by side that's connected by a long balcony. Um, and so what usually happens at night is we'd lock both the doors uh, that lead, like you know, from the balcony that go into each of the apartments because of like um, people. Not that it's ever happened, or at least that I know of, but people can climb up and like fucking steal and rob or whatever. But you know, just in case for security uh, reasons. Um, yeah. So there was one night for whatever reason, everybody in the house or some people were missing or on a trip, and it was just me alone in one of the houses, and in the other house everybody else was there. And they're all, and we were all like, it was like middle of the fucking night, and a cyclone hits, and Whoa. everything was fine. There was no damage really, but then it was like loud, windy, thunder, rain, like it, like there was flooding. I fucking slept like a baby. I didn't wake up once. My 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 aunt, my granddad, they were like, "Is he okay? I hope he's okay. I hope he's not scared." And then they like in the morning, uh, like I go out into the balcony. There's fucking like palm tree leaves all over the place. It's wet, and I'm like, "Hey, well, something happened last night." They're like, "Yeah, there was a storm." I'm like, "All right." sick do we have any food <laughs> what for what's, what's for breakfast i like i that was one of my favorite parts about india going back and then just seeing all the because i'd go back during monsoon season so it was just constantly raining and then my dad's hometown's on the coast so it was a lot of like coastal like heavy rains and thunder and lightning and it's my favorite thing um and That's i also really like way. lollipops yeah I even now like so give me much. a lollipop mm. really oh yeah if i mailed you a lollipop would you lick it on uh on stream just about anything for you, Tyler. Let's say that sounds like a streamer sending bath ooh, water to somebody. Ooh, I'm buying you a lollipop ooh, while you uh, ooh, ooh. lick it on stream. 
See, and here I'm now expecting okay. like a that, penis-shaped lollipop suggestive. because those exist. No, no, I'd I would do not it. do that. I'd do it. I'd zoom in and I'd do it. I, I have that no would shame. Be considered sexual, yeah, but I think that would violate TOS. So just a regular lollipop would work. Okay, I'll uh, then I'll put it up on my OnlyFans. Okay, I thought you were gonna say I'll suck the lollipop. I'm like, Jesus, no! you just lick it. Good God, use the tongue. <laughs> God, get a choke on it. Uh, I, all yeah. I think of in re in reference to this uh, thing is there's a State Farm commercial where Chris Paul, you know who Chris Paul is, the guy that acts as random hazards. No, Chris Paul is actually a basketball player. Plays, I believe, plays for the Thunder now. Uh, is hanging out with okay. Oscar Nunez, who played Oscar in The Office, uh, who is like their new spokesman. And uh, he's like, doesn't that cloud look like a penguin? He's like, no, it's your house, and it's being burglarized. Right now, look, they're stealing your TV, and they show the cloud, and it looks like either a like a little penguin laying on his back or, or a house with like a chimney and some smoke coming out of it. And now all I can think about is lollipop shit or like clouds shaped what? like nick licking a lollipop like Ouch. like Ugh. that's all i'm thinking about now it's just that it's like look it's you know a playpen and then oscar nunez is next to me and he goes no it's your friend nick licking a lollipop look he's violating terms of service right there <laughs> somebody call twitch no <laughs> so i want to say for the record there was a quote that happened before the stream where <clears throat> i quote Oh yeah, caffeine doesn't affect me too much. Meanwhile, for the first time in CMQ history, I'm watching Nick doing like weird horizontal licking motions, like he's trying to fend off like uh, some kind of small dinosaur. I mean, it's 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 only appropriate. He mentioned my name in licking, so I'm like, all right, let's give him the you know. Nicky licky. Give him the yeah. Nicky licky. <laughs> give him the Nicky licky, Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a little Nicky licky. That's <laughs> wonderful. Oh my I think God. that's enough for the tangent. I love uh, that. That was a solid end for the tangent, Morchest. Um, the old Nicky Lick. The whole Nicky Lick. I need to make an emote for that. Um, do we have an emote no, slot, don't. don't we? <laughs> oh God. What's just Nick with a with a you know with a lollipop? Like I, I'm not even sure if you need to show Nick to show his tongue just uh, and a lollipop. <laughs> that's wonderful. There. But we do need to talk Before about this show, though. Right? Yeah, Once let's not delay before. this anymore, please. Yeah, um, because this topic has been a long time coming, ironically enough, and I'm really excited to talk about it because I think we've had a long time to kind of formulate our own specific opinions. Um, Good, because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> After three weeks? No, you, I'm sure you have these. It's been and three weeks kind since of, uh, we had the tots. You guys Don't have, give uh, <laughs> fucking shots. You guys kind of spearheaded getting this topic started, so I'll let one of you two Thoughts. kind of like take it off, uh, and I'll contribute whenever you'd like me to. You're both pointing to me on my yeah. screen. Oh, that's weird. I thought I was pointing to yeah, you, Glenn. You're no. the one that has strong thoughts. It, you don't. Okay. Okay. I, it's not so, that I don't have strong thoughts. I just have. Uh, I feel a more well-formed opinion given more time to think about. You just it have all. thoughts, not strong thoughts. You said you yeah. had three weeks to. Yeah. You, Oh, but you need three more minutes. Okay, so it's like the spirit bomb thing where it's like, I'm ah, almost there, people. I, just give me a few ah, more minutes. People of send Earth, me your power, lend me your everybody. <laughs> yes, ah. that's how I feel about it, honestly. Uh, mostly because I know that you did a lot more like research than I did. Mine's all like feelings and stuff. I was wonderful at writing opinion papers in college. but um, feelings. Feelings are great. I love feelings. Okay. Uh, um. 
I can tell you All my right. feelings first. Do you want me to just start with my feelings and then you can give us some empirical evidence and stuff? So there was a bunch of games over the past month or so that got delayed. Uh, the ones that come to mind is fun, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, Marvel Avengers got delayed. Cyberpunk 2077 also <laughs> got delayed. <laughs> I need Aww. my Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh. And uh, just a little bit off the wall, the Iron Man VR also got delayed. Like, a bunch of delays happened simultaneously. Both for good and... Well, m they're all good reasons, technically. Uh, some of them are kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Some of them just need more time to get worked on. Some of them actually try to get released on the same day as another big title and they didn't want to fight over it. And some people just... I have no fucking idea. So, the thought was uh, delaying a video game. Now, the big quote everybody talks about is by Shigeru Miyamoto. And I think it was so prevalent that I think in the beginning of like some kind of sad song I wrote at the beginning of a CMQ episode, it was a delete... Delete? Yeah, I was about to say deleted... Uh, a delayed game is eventually good. A bad game is bad forever. That was Shigiri. Apparently not Shigiru. It was Shigiri Miyamoto. Thank you to whoever wrote that down. Probably me. Whatever. <laughs> so, what is the game that's been delayed recently for you guys that kind of threw you off? Uh, or maybe it just kind of made you feel sad? I think, Nick, we got the answer when you started howling, uh, uh, you know, Weeaboo style at a certain game. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I'm happy. Uh, have you had a... That it got delayed. Are you happy? I truly oh, am happy. because I love CD Projekt Red, Project, Project, Project Red, because they're Polish, uh, so it's a weird J. Um, but I'm, I'm really like I'm, you know, with The Witcher Three and how much I've eternally praised it. If this is what they feel is the best for the game, then so be it. I will follow them till the ends of the earth to play a product that they want to put out and make sure that we enjoy it. It's just I was looking forward to it, and now there's really nothing for like that time period around April. Yeah, it creates a weird vacuum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Have you had a game that got delayed recently? Uh, I mean, that was the big one. I didn't, honestly, didn't know that so many games had been delayed. I just know, I, I, the big one was that, because I was super, super stoked about it, because the, yeah, the preliminary reviews and the aesthetic of the game and the, the proof of the pudding, effectively, of what they've done in the past all looks really great. So that was the big one for me as well. Um, I don't know if I'm so sad about it because I've just got so much so catching sad. up to do. Uh, just being a more recent returnee to computer gaming that there's a lot of stuff out there that I just have yet to do. Like, you know, right. I jumped on WoW and now I'm going to try World. I think I'm going to try Warcraft 3 Reforged with you guys and... uh uh, I've never played any of. Those Are you games. sure? I, I was not going to twist your arm on it, but oh I mean, no no no! I've got I've got a group of five guys that were all like, "Hey, we're buying the game if you want to play with us," because apparently you can play with up to sixteen people in like in custom yeah, games. Yeah, they or make something like that. They make pretty good burgers. What? Oh, five guys, get out of here! Uh, Fuck you, Nick! <laughs> get out of here! That was a good pun. Yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, so for me, I'm it was done insane. with you. <laughs> I'm promoting you. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> you offended me and everything that I... Okay, so... For me, specifically... Uh, well, I, just to touch on that, Glenn. If, yes, uh, the campaign is single-player. I think you'll enjoy that a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe it might get you maybe a little interested into, like, uh, the retail. But, you know, if not, don't sweat it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh, the multiplayer mode where, you know... 16 people are standing across the map, you know, plotting each other's demises... Gets really hectic really quick. I prefer like more like five or six, but you know each his own. Okay. But if you got five other people and you want to fight 
you know, five AIs that know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, for me, a game that got delayed recently was, uh, I believe I said it already, Final Fantasy VII Remake. But after my wholesome positive reviews with Square Enix recently, I honestly, I'm okay with this. Let them take their time. You know, it's like, how many pieces can a one video game publisher break a heart into? I I don't want to know. I would, uh, I no, let's call it EA. Yeah. I'm pretty sure anybody that's like gotten their heart broken by EA come back with like a heart made out of titanium. It's like break this. Oh, My yeah. expectations are so low. I came with a shovel. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, they uh they destroyed Mass Effect for me. Nick's it's chuckling. Crazy. I haven't gotten the full on laughter yet though. I'll, I'll get that oh, one joke. Good. Don't you worry. That's good. So like but, yeah. consensus then. I mean, obviously we're okay. It seems with that because of how we've been burned. But do you think as a general policy, like, do you think that they should have to let us know why? Because what if they just don't want to release it and they are literally doing it to make us want the game more? It's not. What if it has nothing to do with whether or not the game's ready or not? I mean, there's been times where games have been delayed that way they can be set in the, the new quarter, essentially. Okay. Where uh, it's like, uh, they're doing great on this, uh, you know, this year. It's like, wow, we're doing great. We got a game coming out. It's like, but we have absolutely fucking nothing next year shit what are our stockholders gonna say and then, then you see the light bulb and they unscrew it and they you know hand it to the shareholders saying hey we're gonna delay it to you know first quarter that way you guys you know are happy and then that way we got you know good money it looks good for us and all that kind of stuff okay. and you know it sucks that sometimes you're right it's for money right. reasons um and you know that- mama always said make somebody wait if you want them to enjoy your cooking a little bit more that uh, brings two thoughts to mind. So one of the courses I'm taking this semester is a business course, and we're actually going over some like basic business terms. And one thing I learned was that with a uh, public um, corporation, um, they are legally required to generate profit for their shareholders. Now, oh, this, wow. the, they have legal obligation. And this legal obligation is more monitored by shareholders. This is just very like rough paraphrasing of what we discussed. It's not actually monitored by like any external committee, but it's more by yeah. the shareholders, right? That's why they have AGMs and um, um, investor calls uh, that they put out for the public and stuff. Um, so that makes sense why they would do that, because then you'd also have to think about it similar to like how movies do it, uh, film studios do it. Like they'll push out, like you know, if you have the new Justice League movie coming out, new Avengers movie coming out, and it's gonna be ready to release in May fifth, but one of them will delay it because they don't want to compete because they want to make as much money as they can. Um, which right. is why this this is why leading to my second point, I'll always hold on to this conspiracy theory because EA were the publishers, they sang Titanfall two on purpose. Um, by putting it the week before um, Battlefield. Um, So, but coming back more to the topic with uh, delaying a video game for the purpose of making it better, I'm all for it as long as they communicate why, um, which is always going to be important with any kind of community for a long-running series, like with um, Destiny 2 as an example. When Destiny 2 launched in 2017 September, it only came out for consoles and was going to come out for PC. We'd already played the beta, but then they made it very clear that it's going to be a six-week delay because they still needed more time with the port, which sucked. Mm -hmm. Because anybody yeah. who was only aiming to play on PC would now have a six-week waiting period. Um, oh, or a six-week head start. Well, we didn't have cross-save then, so you'd have to start fresh. True. Right? Um, True, but I'm just saying, like, 
you'd be able to get to the first raid or whatever got released, you know, six weeks before anybody I, yeah. else could. Um, yeah, like and, and, you couldn't compete with each other. It wouldn't be unfair uh, from like a competitive standpoint, but. Well, I mean, in that case, it would be fair because it's all consoles. Uh, but no, I think uh, the, the Destiny One was on console, so the biggest player base was on console. True. Um, True. So it's PlayStation so, but, Three and yeah. So, but so it wasn't like a, you know, it was kind of it sucked. But then when the game finally came out, putting aside all like the issues with story and you know all the other like lack of content stuff, the the core feel of the game was was worth the wait mm-hmm. because Vicarious Visions did such a great job on the port and bringing it over. Um, so in cases like that, yes. And then you can clearly see when some games need it. <clears throat> Pokemon. Um, when they need to be delayed and the wait to, so that things can be worked on properly. What are you um, talking about? They found a solution to that. Yeah, just uh, claim that it was too hard to import all the models but do it anyways, but not do the full thing because you didn't have time. Because you had deadlines to meet for shareholders set by the anime and the TCG. Yeah. Yeah, they had, they had their reasons. Um, well, at least they brought it to us, you know, they explained all the blank spots in the maps and they gave it to us all for free, right? Yeah, no, definitely. They're, okay, I'm not going to fucking talk about Pokemon. Um, but no, I'm all for... Is that any, your Square Enix? I'm, I, I, I think we made that clear several, when the first game came out. So Several um, winters ago. So, uh, like, I think even going beyond this, I think the last, the, at least that I can remember, um, the last big game that was announced to be delayed was uh, Doom Eternal. It was supposed to come out in November last year, but it got delayed mm. to later this March, and people were not super happy, but in general, for anybody who understands, anybody who has some common sense and has learned about how jobs in general work, they're like, right. okay, sure, thank you for telling us, we're now going to wait for the new date, it kind of sucks, but I'm not, abs- I'm not like... Hem- like I'm not gonna fucking destroy things. Like, okay, you made it. You've told us why. It makes sense. Um, and with all the recent news about crunch time and making sure you know, uh, you, you know, mental health conditions, working conditions, uh, not forcing people to do, you know, fucking eighty-hour weeks because a publisher doesn't realize the unrealistic demands that they want to set. Um, I think it's all for the better if games have to be delayed, um, especially when they don't have other franchises to answer to. It just makes it easier to delay them and make sure that quality is up to par. Because now we're getting to a point where um, it's either early access or free to play, or is just a standalone AAA game. Um, well, I think those think are the main. That- Maybe this is uh, the beginning of starting a precedent that's more healthy. Because the precedent is currently work the team until they're, you know, literally experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder and then ship them off or shut down the company. But do you think maybe this is a sign that the video game publishers and, you know, the people that own these companies are finally listening and are going, oh, should we... I mean, games that get delayed... You know, if it's a long-standing company, usually it's a pretty good sign that, hey, we didn't want, you know, either we knew we could have burnt these guys to the ground and gotten out on time, but then we would have lost a lot of credibility with our developers. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes they're treated like people. That's, you know, a good sign, right? (laughs) And also their union's forming now, officially, right? So, and they're, like, legally, they're now becoming uh, aware of... um, actions that can be taken against them like uh, looking at the loss again I, we'd have to follow up on this actually the <coughs> the lawsuit against uh, telltale for what they did to their employees i'd have to follow oh, up on that story and see what resulted in that um because when they just fired everybody out of the blue there was like a huge class action lawsuit that went in that uh was in the process was in the works wow yeah. i had no idea that's crazy <laughs> yeah huh. how do you feel about games that get delayed 
or versus like games that get uh, released on time, but there's like a huge day one patches. Like we're talking, you've seen those games before yeah, where you'll buy yeah. a, a nice disc, you pop in, and it's like, hey, there's an eight gigabyte patch. We uh, we forgot to put in uh, a graphic, <laughs> or they DLC it in later, which is uh, sounding a little bit similar to what right. we were talking about earlier. I mean, not to uh, raise your blood pressure up again, Nick. No, no. I mean, uh, like again, these are things that. I don't think you could ever account for. These are things that we would not know whether we should be upset about it or not unless we knew exactly what was happening because it could be as simple as... Um, because the test units that they probably use and have are in pristine condition. Because there are a lot of games that they have to optimize based on the drivers and specific graphic cards that you have. And so they might be able to test across, you know, 80% of use cases, but that 20% they might not even test properly for whatever reason. And then there's an unexpected situation that pops up, right? Yeah. Especially if the bad or their yeah. heat sinks off and it overheats or something. Yeah, that's why early access, I think people are taking that route because it helps them identify these bugs and optimize right. on them before, you know, 1.0 comes out. Um, With feasibly people who care enough about the game to play right. it in right. a not perfect state. <laughs> right. So it depends if it's like a, something that they absolutely couldn't account for. Um, like, let's, uh, you know, because there's a difference between having everything working in a curated, like, locked uh, airtight system. Versus every so like the game running on like millions of like platforms and servers across the world. They're, like yeah, you, server you, stress testing, yeah. especially online games, is like the worst thing. Yeah, because you, you cannot realistically test for that. So you just have to like nine put it times out, and out of ten, they're gonna like they're hoping to sell big, but for some reason they're like we're gonna undercut the costs of how many people can play just in case. You know, it's like. We hope a hundred thousand people, you know, are gonna play. That's our goal, because we're gonna sell like hotcakes. We'll do a million. But let's just put servers up for fifty thousand just to see what happens. What the servers are down? This is preposterous. <laughs> oh no, this embarrassment of riches. What do I do? I should have thought it's like they always put like less servers than they actually need in some of these games. It's like they seriously don't think that their game is gonna like it's a weird no, no, but uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it also depends on. Uh, I agree with you there. For any company that's big enough where they don't uh, plan ahead or they don't foresee such a thing happening, uh, I think there's definitely cause to be frustrated there. But if it's a small startup that really doesn't know what the reach of their game is going to be and they can't afford servers yet because they haven't gotten that cash flow in, you you know. You, you, you can't be too upset because there's really nothing either party could do about it. But these aren't things no, that... that's fair. Yeah, but these are... But again, these are things that we think about. But what yeah. would your general gamer think? Like, your general gamer just wants their game to work. Yeah. But most of the time this happens, it's usually a big-name company. Like, the, the clearest one that can have... The, that came to mind recent was WoW Classic. They could see how many people downloaded WoW Classic for it to be ready yeah. on day yeah. one. But how much of the servers did they approve, you know? a proportion yeah. over to it yeah and suddenly everybody had like god knows how big i i don't Two remember how big it was. it was so bad giant ass cues yeah. and it was weird because they're like well we know you know two million people are going to want to play but maybe they all don't want to play you know on the very <laughs> day one uh, so let's only do half a million instead and it's yeah. like why i think the reason this is my theory after having heard you guys talk about it. i think honestly they're trying to protect their bottom line you know, I'm not going to rent more servers than I need, so let's estimate I mean, as low as possible, and then if we need to get more, it's not like these people are going to leave the game, we'll just, then, once the game is going, even if they're overloaded, then we can more accurately match the exact amount that we'll need, 
rather than buying more, having them up and running and those servers never being used. I'm trying to remember a time where there was, you know, I the situation where I got locked out of playing a game and I realized I, I didn't want to wait anymore. And then by the time they fixed it, I was already gone. I mean, I guess at that point, if you paid $30, $60, you're going to, you know, try to get your money's worth anyways. So you're going to grumble your way back in. But usually they give you something silly like, hey, sorry about that. Here's a cute pet. Yeah, like it's, it's there's Some no pets. simple answer to it, and it's not a simple reason. It's usually complex or like several different things happening in the background that we're not allowed to be notified of. Um, but I think in regards to server queues specifically, we're also reaching an age where um, we should have the infrastructure to allow like mass server joining. Uh, not like mm-hmm. it, we're not 15. It's not 15 years ago. Right, the 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 technological infrastructure is a lot more advanced, but then that's also like now we're talking about a uh, infrastructure of cities, towns, where are they interested in doing like a mass overhaul? How much money is that going to cost? Right, there's a reason why uh, things like um, what's that fucking um, the the Google product? What's it called? Uh, Stadia. Right, there's a reason there's yeah. like so many um, latency issues because just nationwide, it's so hard to make sure that everybody's connected to fiber. It's it's a it's a massive undertaking that's very expensive that no town or government realistically would like to take part in it unless it's absolutely necessary, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then countries like South Korea have uh, laid down the base infrastructure so well that Google Stadia would run just about perfectly there because right. they're, they're all just super like it like everything is so well connected that they wouldn't have to worry. But that's an easier case because it's such a smaller plot of land and it's a little right. bit more cohesive in their well, decision making and too. stuff. Yeah. So it's it's complicated, but uh, coming back to the topic, the bottom line is, as long as they're communicating why, and if it makes sense, I'm okay with delays. Okay. I feel like that's kind of how we all feel. Tyler, is that yeah. your consensus as well, as long as it's going to help the game in the future sort of thing? As long as it doesn't go into what I call, a de- well, not what I call, what a lot of people call development hell, where it starts to, you know, it's like, we're going to delay it, we're going to delay it, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's on a, you know, indefinite hiatus. What? Right, right. Fuck. Yeah, and that usually like happens, pray. like, early or, like, middle of, like, uh, the development phase. Um, and so these cases, I think, that spurred this uh, topic was more, like, closer to release date. Like, we're two months out, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of times, like, Breath of the Wild, I believe, was initially planned for the Wii U. But uh, there was a point where, like, two years in, they just flat out said... Yeah, we actually don't like anything of how it's turning out, so we're just going to start from the ground up. I'm like, oh, so these past two years is nothing. Are you sure? Oh, okay, yeah. So we had the wait, you know, another uh, three years. It was kind of scary, you know, almost intimidating to hear something like that. But it's like, it turned out good in the end. It's just hearing completely scrapped. I'm like, well, we know in our heart of hearts, Zelda, of all games, is not going to go into development hell because... Well, Nintendo likes money, so how else? Are, you know, well, right, right. how else with you know? Meanwhile, Mario. I mean, they yeah, like and quality but, storytelling. Yeah, and and like speaking of my limited time as like you know with all my coding uh, that I've done in school, any time that you've reached a point where you're like, we've spent two weeks trying to make this project work, we have a week to the deadline, this isn't going to work. It's one of the scariest fucking times I've like I've had that happen a few times, and we've had to start from scratch. It's horrible. Um, 
yeah that's like rough. i i can i can only imagine what that's like on such a large scale with some of these bigger franchises where they just reach a point and maybe maybe it's not because of you know lack of proper management or lack of direction or lack of you know people working it's just it just ended up reaching a place somehow where the state of the game or whatever they had then was just like nobody was happy with it they're like we got to just scrap the whole thing and start over and I, I can only imagine the kind of stress that puts on everybody who had any kind of stake in it. Because as much as Nintendo likes money, I feel like they're still one of the few developers that are still kind of connected to what they put out uh, to some extent. Right. And so for them to like, you know, anybody like the president of Nintendo who's like maybe let's assume that he's put keeping up tabs daily with all the projects that they're working on. And, you know, he still like comes in on a fucking Monday morning. He's so jazzed. He's like, all right, they're going to give me an update on Zelda today. I'm fucking excited. I'm going to go home with my kids. I'm going to have sex with my wife. It's going to be a great day he walks in the room yeah we're scrapping it oh okay i can't believe you just described iwata's life because <laughs> i'm pretty sure he was dealing with uh like he eventually i think he died right before the game came out that's unfortunate oh, from no. from uh i believe it was something to do with his bile duct uh but yeah uh sorry so, Nick, just so i like, said that with uh, no disrespect i was just uh I was just going on a yeah, bit no, no, emulating I mean, it. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Last night, I just went to my wife's... My wife works for a company called Infi. I don't know if you've heard of them before. No? Okay, if you haven't no. heard of them, you've heard of everything they've done. They're the ones that created the processors that run 5G networks. Okay. So, like, the Google servers run off Infi technology. They are crazy into everything. Like, I think in the 20 years they went around, they've been around, they've had, like... I think I don't know. They've got like thirty different things in seven. Div- there are thirty-six different locations in seventeen different countries, and they're everywhere doing everything, making microchips and a bunch of other stuff for everything. It's a bunch of actual nerds. I'm a nerd. These guys know like they, like everyone was like, yeah, my sta- Stanford and Harvard and Yale and Brown and Cornell, and I was like, Jesus, you guys all have like PhDs from Ivy League schools, and I don't. So anyway. But it was just really interesting to hear them talk about that because that was a genuine part of their process. There was moments where they had to literally go, the market doesn't need this right now. Scrap the project, do something yeah. else. Let's go. You know, and so I, it makes sense that especially in the development phase for a lot of these games, if there's a new system or something else that pushes it where they need the quarterly profit margin, um, that they kind of just decide to move it for whatever reason. We just sometimes just have to trust that it's for the better of the game and for us. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, when I was talking about development hell, you know, that point where they accidentally delayed it a little too much, where it's like they did exactly what you said, essentially, where it's like, maybe the market doesn't need this right now kind of thing. Uh, the first example that came to mind was uh, Duke Nukem Forever. They announced that in April 1997, and then it got released 14 years later in 2011. Oh my god. I mean, isn't... isn't for a while, there wasn't like the 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 current like Metroid that's in work. It, it works, isn't that? It wasn't that in development hell for a while. Uh, which one? Metroid Prime Four, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Uh, technically, yes and no. Uh, people have been anticipating it, but they just never really bothered to make a new one recently. Uh, unless you count uh, Metroid Prime: Samus Returns, which is a uh, HD remake of uh, one of the previous titles for the uh, 3DS. But yeah, a lot of people keep talking about like. It's starting to go into uh, development hell at this rate because they're talking about how they're going to give you more details after the past uh, couple of E3s, and they're like, hmm, actually, 
Animal Crossing is going to be making us money, so... Mm. <sighs> like a new Animal Crossing With a new Switch. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. The new Nintendo... Well, well, a new Nintendo Switch. Quote, unquote, new, new Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Right. Uh, Prey was another one. Uh, Prey got announced in 1995, and it got released 11 years later on 2006. Can you imagine going from, like, uh, going for the platform of, you know, early PlayStation days to the PS2? That's how long your development uh, came that it crossed oh a completely generation. Holy crap. Yeah, like how much more, because it took so long, I guarantee you that was just that much more work for all the developers to try and like update it for the new systems and stuff. Right, and that's what's about to happen with, in my opinion, Elder Scrolls 6. Oh yeah. It might, it might not have been, gonna come out, maybe yeah. it's, yeah, maybe it's not uh, development hell, but Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls came out in 2011. Right, um, and then they had November a few 11, DLCs. So let's say the full development cycle finished officially, putting aside like patches in 2013. Uh, this is all speculation. Let's say 2013. We're in 2020 now. Um, the game. Imagine if the game's been in development since 2013. We only got to hear something in 2018. Right, and, and that was just, thing. It was just no. Like it was a just fucking, like some clouds like and mountains. Scape. Elder Scrolls yeah. Six. So and people are like hooray! I mean, yeah, oh wonderful! This development it's, it's held good to by see the, the last six of... years have been so much. You've got so much just, work done, <laughs> and they've just kept the Elder Scrolls team employed by making them work on ports for just about every fucking thing. Um, but uh, going back to games that have been in development hell, uh, we've got Resident Evil Four, uh, which is weird to hear. A lot of people didn't think about that. Four versions of Resident Evil Four was canceled before it reached the GameCube in two thousand four. Six years after the launch of Resident Evil 3. Which makes you wonder about Elder Scrolls. How many versions have been canned since then? Well, I mean, I think uh, so weird. Uh, people might just Go be ahead. waiting for next gen as well. I think, uh, imagine if you were a developer and you're like, yes, we could make this awesome game. Uh, maybe it already exists. Maybe well, the game already, already exists. The They've already got developer kits well, for now, the well, next, over the next last few months. consoles. Now, over the last few months, sure. But imagine in 2017, you're like, it's going to be a few years before the next gen. Why do we want to waste time on stuff like, like revolutionary stuff for current gen when it's Don't so close to... Just, just work on story and basic and design. Don't worry about the actual But it's coming. money. But it's money. They want revolutionary. They want share. They want stock prices to go up and shareholders to be happy and everybody sure. playing their game. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. I'm just saying I think it's a good idea to get the stuff out of the way that has nothing to do with that. Start working oh, on yeah. artwork. Yeah. Start releasing things. Start talking about the like. Give me tidbits into the story in interviews. Like, give me some peeks about something. How far in the future or in the past is Elder Scrolls Six? Or, like, or we could or give you Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> on the Alexa. So like Skyrim on the Alexa. That's and a thing. Well, the the uh, Alexa has a. I think they're called talents or skills, and Alexa has like an Elder Scrolls official like talent that you could pick up. I think it's for free. Um, but then I think that time they put out Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim for uh, the Switch. That was uh, I think the last mm. big port. Um, but then earlier we talked also about uh, patches and games being you know needing massive day one patches. Uh, Diablo three is an example of this. It had um, uh, from what I heard it had like. I don't remember how big the patches were, but then the there were like like massive glitches and like ser like server issues. Uh, but they did everything they could to make it you know the game that it is today, the game that people love. Um, but it launched in a terrible state. 
Yeah. Sounds familiar to, uh, you know, Warcraft Classic or WoW Classic, where it's mm -hmm. like, uh, although it sounds like uh, that was actually a lot worse. Like, uh, that was crippling from what I can uh, tell. Plus, uh, they had a huge issue that they dealt with at that time with uh, what they, I believe it was called the Black Market, where you could, with real money, you could buy items in game, you, or oh, you could sell yeah. items with real money. People were monetizing and, of course, items in game and trying to create an actual currency. And so I'm sure you can guess uh, once people wanted, you know, hey, I'm a professional Diablo three mine gold or gold digger. Just I'm, I'm just gonna try to get these ancient stuff so I can sell it on the market to other people. You know, try to make bank. And they end up uh, having to remove that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we learned about that uh, the last time we had a tots. Uh, people, you know, trying to gamble on skins and stuff or with skins for uh, CS:GO. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, and, and I uh, think the last. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say uh, one of the things too. Oh shoot! Did it just leave my brain? Oh I no! Come it. back to me, it. Glenn. Come back. I'm talking about shit. It's gone. If I remember it, I'll come back. I'll I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> uh, play. Uh, only time will tell. Only time. I love Enya. She's wonderful. I remembered there was a, a good solid year where I thought it was Evanescence. I was very embarrassed. Uh, but. <laughs> That was my first concert. Was actually Evanescence. Really? Wake me up! Wake me, wake me up, up inside! inside. Yep. Can't wake up! Can't wake up inside! I gotta wake up! <laughs> wake up! Wake up! This just transitions Keep to your mom waking you up and you're 14. You're like, no. <laughs> wake the fuck up! It's time for school! Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So it sounds like we're done talking about this topic in specific. Is that is that misguided of me, or do we do we feel good about that? You're the host, Glenn. Uh, hey, you take listen, it away. I feel great about yeah, it. As long as we like covered we all the bullet points, we all I think agree on this. It's fine. Yeah, everything yeah, is okay. Last, yeah. <laughs> the last bullet point was oh wait fuck it left my brain in your evanescence. Perfect. That's the way we should end <laughs> delaying a video game. Awesome. So then we just get to go straight into game releases, and honestly, none of these I I don't. Nani. I don't there's there's the nice way to say this. I don't care about any of them. So I don't know if any of these are particularly important or interesting to you. That sounds like gamer privilege. Well, I don't know about you, Nick, no, but I that sounds, sounds like gamer like elitism. Well, no, it's just I don't care. It's fine. I've but never I heard of these give, games because they didn't pay enough games. advertising, so therefore they're not important enough for me. Not <laughs> a true statement at all. I love Stardew Valley and they spend almost nothing on advertisement. So Oh yeah, do they pay you to tell that? To, to, do they pay you to tell us that? Yes, concerned Dave, Dave, you're welcome. Thank you for the paycheck. <laughs> uh, no, he does not give me money for that. Yeah, but, I uh, have one, one, you know, uh, unpublished uh, friend. That doesn't make me elitist. No, 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 not at all. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the lead here, Glenn. If that's yeah. okay with you, oh, you almighty, got it. Go for it, Almighty brother. host. Um, Yay! So starting, I thought you were gonna call him Almighty Ho. <laughs> also, uh, true. starting That's also accurate. <laughs> February fourth, uh, we have three games on the list, and they all come out on the fourth of Feb. Uh, the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance Tactics. This looks like awesome. an RTS. Um, it's it's weird looking RTS uh, that's based on the movie or the TV show. It is a um, limited a series on Netflix. Chris. Uh, yes, limited series on Netflix that I don't think we got here in Canada. Um, oh, it's so good, bro. It is a strategy RPG that's kind of like like isometric top-down. So think like XCOM style, but then you can move the camera around fully. 
Um, yeah, that comes out on the 4th of Feb for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm. Yes, Tyler? This wasn't... Uh, I'm just... I'm looking at it. Just It gave uh, Mario plus Rabbids vibes, except mm. more fantasy-like. And he said this mm. was... Oh, by Jim Henson? Oh, the yeah. in charge of the Muppets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was... His, so, the series, the... Like, there's a movie, and then there's a TV show as well. Um, so, I'm assuming he's the creator behind it, and so they're just making a game based on uh, uh, the TV show, I guess. Yeah, the Age of Resistance but, but there's is no strings on the characters. to the film that came out in the 80s. Yeah. So... It would have been funny if each of these characters had, like, a hand up their ass or something like that, <laughs> just to portray that they're all puppets. <laughs> But hey, I'm not a person for realism. This is fantasy, right? Absolutely oh, yeah. is. Um, next game on the list. Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Monster three. Energy Supercross. February 4th, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch. This is a um, racing game, I guess, with Monster Energy. Uh, the drinks um, in in collaboration with uh, the people, I guess, uh, that made this game. Uh, so moving right on. Uh, <laughs> Zombie Army 4. Dead War, February 4th, PS4, Xbox One, PC. This is a uh, video game. It this is, is. Way. It is a shooter game, as you by might guess. the people guess. who made Sniper Elite. Um, yes, indeed, by the people who <laughs> have made Sniper Elite. Um, it is a campaign for one to four players in 1940, 1940s Europe, where um, you have to fight to save humankind from undead Armageddon. So, if this seems... You know, I feel like this this area has never been touched before, so I'm interesting, you know, interested well, to see well, how they touch the new well, market. Tyler, um, I will tell you, uh, surprisingly... Tell me. Uh, this is the fourth in the series, so it has been touched before, but only by them. <gasps> I want to say, if I may quote verbatim, uh, they say in all red letters in this, Shocking new campaign. The Resistance has defeated... The Resistance has defeated... Zombie Hitler and casted him into hell, but oh, the dead God. rise again with greater hunger than before. So, oh. sure, um, I guess we'll agree to disagree there. Maybe this is untouched um, um, material that we've never seen before in a new camp, new market uh, to expose the world to. Because who's worse than Hitler? Robo Hitler. Robo Hitler. <laughs> Devil Hitler. Devil Zombie Hitler. Devil Zombie Hitler. Devil Zombie Hitler riding. Riding a, a zombie T Rex oh with the machine gun. The T Rex has the machine gun. Oh, the, shit. A, a zombie T Rex that barfs up more zombies with the machine gun. Zombies with have machine guns. With machine and guns. the T Rex also has machine guns. <laughs> Instead of arms. <laughs> <laughs> Those arms are useless anyway. We're helping them out. Um, <laughs> his little tiny STG forty four is just <laughs> the, the the zombie T Rex also breeds fire. So in in essence, anytime he it breeds burp, fire too. Yeah, so anytime he burps out zombies, they're just on fire zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's straight amazing. from hell. I love uh, it. <laughs> so uh, that's it for uh, games coming out this week. It's uh, slow, st- still slow. We're in uh, delay hell, I guess. Talk about that yeah. slow. We we got new territory here <laughs> that's completely tapped for the fourth time. Wonderful. For the fourth time, new territory tapped for the fourth time. What? It's Zombie Army Four. We killed. We oh, killed no, them all, so they're coming back again. Again. <laughs> it's like they're it's like they're undead or something. Shouldn't dead people stay dead? Unless they're undead. Wait, no. Th- undead constitution. Say, 
I almost accidentally stepped into politics there with black magic. Anyways. Anyways, so now we need to Voodoo talk about Juju. the day that this is coming out, which will be February 3rd. What came out on that day? Now, one of these, they're both pretty recent. Yeah. And they're both Nintendo-y games. So, my, my Nintendo well, boys. Both by Nintendo. You, you take out. it. You take it. Because I... Only Tyler, that first game you put I'll, there. I'll take it. Yeah, give it to me. Just let me have it. Tyler, that first uh -huh. game you put there, I was wondering I'll show you if the I should. Lick. I was wondering if I should put it up, but I wasn't sure if you played it, so I'm glad I that you put it up. Are you talking about the first one, which is Yoshi's Woolly World for the 3DS in 2017? Indeed, I am. Yeah, happy birthday to Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, I believe it's the latest since the version. I believe there's a Yoshi game that either just came out recently for the Switch, or uh, it's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, shows how much I like. I'm dedicated to actually playing the series. But after Kirby's Epic Yarn, they tried to go for the cutesy thing that came almost since Yoshi's Island 2. Yoshi's Crafted World came out in March last year. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And so, you know, they've gone for this kind of aesthetic. It's cute, it's funny, it's friendly. There's no babies crying for a timer, so, you know, you don't have to rip your eardrums out, so that works out. Shout out Has to... Has there been know, a port for the... I see it came out on 3DS. Has there been a port for Switch yet for this game? I doubt it. No. 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 Wasn't that popular no. then? It, it, uh, it actually mean, came out on the Wii U first, so it was a port from the Wii U to the 3DS. Oh. oh, so this is Super Smash Brothers level stuff. Let's get the 3DS alive, boys. Don't put that nail in just yet. Three months later. Wham! Fuck. <laughs> That's when the Switch came out. Anyways, uh, the other <laughs> game that came out. Happy fourth birthday to Detective Pikachu, which came out to the 3DS. The game no one's heard about. And they probably still haven't, despite the fact they've watched a movie called Detective well, Pikachu, based off the game. That's me. Actu actually, I, I, it might not be as yeah, many yep. people that heard about, but this threw me off a little bit, because I knew the game came out, but a lot later. And then I completely forgot, because ever since they started doing the worldwide release dates for the Pokemon games, I forgot that they used to do split releases. So, this Detective Pikachu came out in 2016 in Japan, but... For the people before they watched the movie, and anybody who played this came out in 2018 everywhere else. Oh, two years? Oh. Yes. That's a that massive makes sense. gap. Yeah. Well, usually it's not no, that big with the core series. It's about six, seven months. But I guess because this wasn't a core game and wasn't selling like hotcakes, um, that's why I think they put it out I mean, closer to when the movie came out. They made a critical mistake, and that was that they failed to, uh, you know, pay attention to the petitions that came on, to where the voice acting for Detective Pikachu should have been Danny DeVito. It should they have been Danny in DeVito. All fronts. Nah, I mean, I love Ryan like, Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh, for but, the uh, game. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, but I, love I mean, him. we prefer Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you know, he's he's a cool guy, obviously. Uh, but everybody wanted Danny DeVito because they wanted to hear this gruff-looking Detective Pikachu that, you know, it's just completely nonsensical. And we got that. We just got a, a younger version. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Uh, happy birthday to the game. Everybody forgot. Oh, sad panda. Oh. But that, uh, that, that just about wraps up our show. So for those who are listening for the first time and have not yet found us on the socials, where can we find you, Tyler? Or me... Oh, you can find me on... Sorry, you caught me mid-vape. I, I needed to expel the toxins from my lungs. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at 2 times Tyler, 2 times Tyler. Letters, letters, more letters. One word, though. One word. What about you, Nick? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at LR11, all letters. You can also find me on Twitter at LRD11, also all letters. Uh, Glenn, where we find you? I am also on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, Twitter is Glenn Houston. <gasps> Two ends in Glenn. Huston looks like Houston looks like Huston, uh, <laughs> not like the city in Texas. Uh, and then on Twitch, I am at Razeth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H, streaming that variety nice. gaming things. So um, nice. And Tyler, you have this last bit kind of unbelievably well locked down. Who um, me? Yeah, and I love the way you do it. So I hope that you. I mean, you two like. It's only I've got it in my head as Tyler because Tyler usually hosts at least recently, um, and so I don't know. One of you two would do it. I would be I would be remiss because I am not as good at that send off. And I love what are you, the way you two do it. What are you talking about? Are you talking about the fact that you can find us Casual Master Quest on Twitter at CMQ Network, or if you wanted to email us just to say hi or tell us to go fuck ourselves, you could email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Casual Master Quest. Also, if you go to our Twitter, we have a little nice little magical link that'll show you where we are on the internet because we are also on a. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. You can also, you can also, you can also like. Okay. Uh, VK, yes, we VK. We stream on Twitter, Mixer, YouTube, Facebook. Um, some of our uploads sometimes go to Pornhub's, I think. Um, uh, sometimes we also have a Discord server where we can come in, hang out, ask us questions that you want to, you know, get onto the show and just chat, chat with us, be stupid with us because we we are stupid sometimes. We also have a D and D podcast. Best. It's called Casual yeah. Quest Masters. Um, Hell yeah, we do. In the same feed as Casual Master Quest, and we just put out episode 17, 16? Um, episode 17, 17 yep. coming to you uh, soon. Um, mm-hmm. on, Hopefully. Uh, on a podcast service. Don't let it get year. delayed. Um, but beyond that, is there anything else? <sighs> I mean, I think the biggest thing is uh, what we always say whenever we leave the thing. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, yep. thanks for listening, and don't forget, don't forget to never stop Don't forget. Don't for tit. For, uh, don't for tit. Never stop. Don't for debt. Never tap the grind. <laughs> don't forget to never stop the grind. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Also, fuck EA. And Square Enix. And Square Enix. Fuck Square Enix. I do not support these things. And Activision. <laughs> ah! I <have> to leave. <laughs> oh, I'm connected. He's connected. He's one of them now. He's an agent. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelry's Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.